Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. It's incredible to see what God's been doing um, in the course of this year and just so excited about starting this uh, new year with you. And as we conclude um, over this Sunday and next Sunday, the series that we're in called Let There Be Joy, um, we've had incredible moments of joy and we're anticipating and expecting that God would continue to bring uh, a new measure of joy to us, not just through us as a community of faith, but in your lives individually. And the scriptures always teach us how we can live our best life. The principles that it gives us and offers us are so powerful because it helps us to live the moments that we have to face with a wisdom that really surpasses all human understanding. It's divine. It's God's divine intervention. He's saying if we put these principles in place, we're going to experience divine interventions as well. And so God is not here just to give us inspiration, but he's here to also be active in our lives for an intervention. If you've ever had someone sit you down and say, I've got to talk to you about something, and, and you didn't know it at first, but it was an intervention. You didn't realize what the conversation was going to be about, but they were concerned about you. They were worried about you. They were worried about your life and the decisions you were making, the path that you were on, the person you were with, the person that you weren't with anymore. Whatever the situation, the circumstances were, they just felt like they needed to say something. And that's so much better than a friend who doesn't say anything at all. It's so sometimes we don't have that friend in our life who can conduct that intervention. But here's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit is always actively conducting interventions in our lives. If you're close to God, and even if you feel far from Him, here's the thing about God is that He's not afraid of intervening. He's not afraid of disrupting. He's not afraid of making sure that you don't miss out on what it is that you need to hear, on what it is that you need to experience, on what needs to change, and how your life can be different. And so if you're open to that, and even if you're close to it, here's the thing. God is able to interrupt in both those circumstances. doesn't matter which one you're in today. Your heart may be hardened. Your heart may be cold. Your heart may even be indifferent. Um, I pray it's not. I pray it's open. I hope it's receptive. And I hope that it's ready to receive something new from the Lord, even in a story that you may feel like you already know. But the thing about the scriptures is that just when you think you know it, God has something new to reveal to you. And the story that we're in is in Luke chapter 2, and it's a story of the intervention of the angels in the lives of the shepherds. And that's what I want to talk to you today about, is about this beautiful moment where they hear a song of joy for the very first time in a way that they had never heard it before in their lives. And in Luke chapter 2, and beginning at verse 8, it says, And there were shepherds that were living out in the fields nearby, 
and they were keeping watch over their flocks at night. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord, he shone around them. And the scriptures say that they were <clears throat> terrified. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And I want to emphasize that it says great joy. And it's not often that you see the word great in the scriptures. And whenever you do, you need to pay attention that this is not just an ordinary moment of joy. Like, like, like if there is an ordinary moment of joy. I think that when we um, talk about joy, we know that all those moments are great for us. But what God is doing here is that he's specifically emphasizing that this is the greatest moment of joy that the world has ever known. And so today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you and he is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you that you're gonna find a baby that's going to be wrapped in cloths and is gonna be lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those to whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and she pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. It's a beautiful story, isn't it? It's a story of incredible revelation to undeserving, lowly peasant shepherds. This is not the kind of announcement that is made to shepherds. This is the kind of announcement that is made to everybody else but shepherds. And the fact that they are included tells us that God does not exclude anyone from his joy. And I know that right now you may look at that and you may say, listen, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to hear that. I'm even a little bit encouraged and maybe just a slight inspired by it, but I don't believe it deep down. I'll tell you why I don't believe it, because pastor, you know, I don't have this joy. And I get it, because when we find ourselves in this place where we're struggling, it's hard to believe that, that joy can come to us. Because we think that joy comes to those who are deserving but what the story reminds us is that the joy that God has comes to even those that everyone else considers undeserving, including yourself. You see, the shepherds knew they were undeserving, just like everyone knew the shepherds were undeserving. But yet the joy was announced to them as well. Where is it in your life that you are believing the lie today that you are undeserving of his joy? Where is it that you have settled and have agreed with 
the negative thinking and the negative living that you are not worthy of that joy? Where is it that you have just grown accustomed to the fact that this is just an area of your life where you're just going to have to keep experiencing sadness? Where this is where you're just gonna keep living disappointment? where this is a place in your journey that is not gonna be any different no matter what the calendar year says, things will continue to remain the same. If you believe this lie, then you are not understanding the power of this story. See, God is here to interrupt that mindset. He's here to interrupt that way of thinking, that way of living, that way of believing that we are somehow unworthy of the joy that God has promised all of us. See, that joy, that abundant joy is something that God has for you. It isn't for someone else. And it's not like the fleeting experience of a gift. I remember one time I bought my wife a very expensive ring, expensive to me, very expensive. In fact, it was expensive to her too. And, and, and you, when you share accounts, it's hard to keep things a secret, you know? But, but I bought this ring and I really anticipated and expected that she would have had a, uh, the same reaction I had in, in purchasing it. It was not the case. She was like, why would you spend this kind of money on something like this when I could buy something fake and it, it, it has the exact same look as this that's real. That's my wife. That's, that's one of the reasons why I married her. <laughs> Is that she's like been inexpensive our entire marriage. It's, it's a wonderful gift. It gives me tremendous joy. <laughs> but it was a one-time thing. It was a one-time deal. It was one of those things that I just felt I needed to do. And I did it. And, you know, the thing about it was that she was, like, really happy wearing it. And really, I could see that it would bring her joy. And every once in a while, I'd check in with her and say, you happy? You love it? She's like, yeah, but, you know, it's so expensive. And it's like, and that was like robbing her of the joy. Does that make sense? It was like she couldn't appreciate it because of how much it had cost. And, 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 and it was crazy to me that that would be like what she would be obsessed with. But that's how she felt and she couldn't shake that. And, and I began to realize that there's something that is also true about the way our brains work. I did some research and, and the idea is this, like this is someone comes into your life and, and gives you like a, a gorgeous necklace. And, and makes you so happy to receive it. But then the next day, that, that, that joy, that happiness that you experience is just a little bit less. And, and until it, it continues to decrease. And then a year later, you come across that necklace that gave you such a, a sensation and, and this, this feeling, this euphoria of, of, of joy. And now you look at it and you say, oh, that old thing, I forgot about it. And, and you know that our brain actually discounts things all the time? Do you know that our brain does this naturally? And so if you're always looking to have the same measure of joy with something, you need to understand that your, your brain is wired for your survival. It's trying to keep you alive and it's trying to keep you alert to new dangers. And so if it keeps you joyful, then that can put you at risk and you could miss out on the next danger that is just around the corner. And so your brain is rejecting joy. 
in an effort to keep you alive. And here is God saying that he's promising joy in an effort that we're not just surviving, but we're thriving in every area of our life. And so what God is saying is that I can give you a joy that can even go against the inner workings of the human mind that I created and put in place for your survival and to alert you to upcoming and oncoming dangers no matter where they would come from. But I am able to also give you a joy that surpasses it, that goes beyond it. I can teach you how to experience this over and over again, even though your brain keeps rejecting it. Isn't that beautiful? See, God is doing something in our lives even right now. Right now, he's showing us how our default setting in our brain is, is hardwired, but he wants to change that. He wants us to be turned around in our lives so that we experience joy and appreciation in a way like we have never before. I, I believe that when the angels show up, it, it's important because Jesus was great and he deserved a great entrance into the world. But it just doesn't make sense that it shows up in the lives of the shepherds. So if you feel like you're excluded, know this, you're included. If you feel like joy can't reach you, you're wrong about that because here's the best part of this story. The best part of the story is that these shepherds were out under the stars. They were envisioning and imagining that today was just going to be another day, just like the days before them that they were finally done their tasks for the night and they were just out there relaxing. But the thing is that God wasn't just gonna let them relax because he wanted them to be aware of an event, of something that had changed history forever, that would divide history and divide time for the rest of time. And though they were unaware of it, he wanted them to be fully aware of what he was doing. And so as they lived their life under the stars, God did something. He brought the stars to them. On a night in which they believed that nothing would change, he showed them that everything had changed. They just didn't know it yet. And I think about that in my own life where God has already provided the breakthrough, where he has already sent the angels, where the stars have been revealed, where the song is being sung, and yet I have yet to experience it. When we're in a state of sadness, of brokenness, when we are derelict in our responsibilities towards the faithfulness of what it means to be in a relationship with God, when we have distanced ourselves from the possibilities of breakthroughs, when we have somehow believed the lie that our life cannot be any different, in those moments, God is saying, I want you to know that my joy is still something that I am ready to give you. In those moments in which you feel completely unworthy and for good reason, because you know where you have been unworthy. And maybe you look at your life and you say, no, it's not like that actually. I feel like I am worthy, but I'm not receiving it. And I'm seeing other people who I would deem unworthy. They're being given joy instead of me. 
I don't know where you are on that spectrum, but I know that we exist on that plane all the time. We're often vacillating between those two conditions in our mind and in our heart. We're living in those two realms, thinking we're both unworthy and maybe even too worthy. I don't know where you are in that, but I do know this. When God shows up, he shows up to disrupt. I, I know that when we think of God showing up, we always envision that he's just going to come with joy and there's going to be just more of that and more of that. It's just going to be blessing that we're going to be able to count and then not be able to count anymore. God describes this blessing in the scriptures as him giving us this abundance that has a way of, of just being in our basket and then we we kind of like press it down and get all the air out and then he's putting more blessing into that basket and then that blessing is so abundant that it just starts to flow out of the basket but then the scriptures describe it as it just landing in our lap so none of it is squandered he's saying I have so much more to give you and so when we think of joy we only think of it in that way but before that can be experienced we have to be disrupted The shepherds needed to be disrupted. An intervention needed to happen. They needed to be shown that they were worthy, not just shown the stars that they envisioned they could never reach and always wonder about and have a dream about and maybe envision what their life could be about, but never feel worthy enough for it to be about them. If God can reveal himself to the shepherds, if God can make the stars known, and if God can sing them a song, imagine sending angels to sing just for you. If God could do this, and give them a private audience, a choir, just for them. Why do you believe that you are not worthy? See, this story is there to remind us there's not a single one of us not worthy to receive this very joy. That we're all ready and worthy to receive it right now. The difference is we need to be disrupted in our way of thinking about it. Where is it in your life that you need this disruption? Where is it that you still believe that you don't deserve this grand entrance, that this song that is sung by the angels that have appeared, this angelic host singing this beautiful song, that you are not worthy to hear it? It must have been amazing to see it, amazing to hear it. And they must have felt amazing to be there. And I don't think that they clued in quickly how God was there to uplift them who were the lowly, to include the excluded, to take those that were undeserving and bring them into a relationship with God again. You see, the purpose of, of Jesus' coming was to bring God's love to people just like them, just like us so that our dreams, our hopes, our lives could experience joy, so that we would find fulfillment, 
Can you believe that for yourself right now? Are you getting a little bit closer to understanding that for yourself? That every time you feel unworthy, God is shouting to you, no, you are worthy. I have made you worthy through my son. That this is not just a moment where a savior is born. This is where you are reborn in your thinking. This is where you are reborn in your understanding. This is where you are reborn in your position. This is where you are reborn in the understanding of the power that I've already given you and put in you through gifts and talents and through the ability to entrust you with blessing that you can now see multiplied in your life. You're looking at your life and you're seeing the opposite of that. And I'm telling you that the reason you see the opposite of that is because you have not been disrupted in the way that you think of yourself in the presence of God yet. In the understanding of who Jesus is and how he has come into your life to give you this joy to a measure that you could never bring into your life yourself. It doesn't matter how many efforts you put to it. it. doesn't matter how many resources are given to it. it. doesn't matter how well surrounded you become by people of influence and power and of reputation. None of that matters. What matters most is that you understand that right now with you doing nothing and no one else intervening, you have been made worthy by God. He has already given you that joy. It's there. You just need to listen for it. You just need to experience it. Stop settling for the stars in the sky and start listening for the voices of the angels that are singing his joy into your life. They were content with just the day having ended. Satisfied that a day had come to a close. It's a beautiful night. They're enjoying the nature. The stars are shining. And God comes and he says, they're going to shine in a way like never before. You're going to see something like never before. You're going to hear something like never before. Your life will never be the same. Never again like before. Everything is going to be different from this moment onwards. So can I direct this to you right now? God doesn't want you to just live under the stars dreaming of a better future. He wants you to meet the creator of the stars. He doesn't want you to be satisfied with the knowledge that there is a creator who created the stars. He wants you to experience a heavenly host of angels that are singing to you about you, about how worthy your dreams are and how God is ready to see them fulfilled in a way that you never thought was even possible. He's ready to give you something new how your life will be changed forever. And he's telling you to leave that old life behind because there's a new life waiting for you. You see, there's a, there's a new city. And in that city, there is a new king. And in that city, there is a new kingdom that has been established. 
And now he's telling you to go to that city, to that new king, to be a part of a new kingdom. And he's asking you to worship at that manger, except that it's not the destination, but it's the person you're worshiping. I wonder if today we're just worshiping the dream more than the fulfiller of the dreams. I think that if you worship the dream more than the fulfiller of the dream, then all you end up is with a, a barren city, with a broken kingdom, and with a king who doesn't care about you and your joy. But God is there to offer you something else, but it can only happen if you leave what you know, if you are disrupted and you move to the manger and you go to the day in which God calls you to worship the Savior that is born. And there you experience a joy like never before. Your life is forever changed. You leave everything behind because you have worshiped in the presence of the Savior. This isn't just about Jesus being born, it's about you being reborn to dream again and believe in the impossible, to believe that you're included in the impossible, becoming possible in the area of your life where you need it most. The place that you have abandoned and envisioned, things could never be the same. Let God disrupt us all today. And know this, that in that disruption comes his joy like never before. Can you ask God to disrupt you right now? So that you stop staring at the stars and start experiencing the message and the power of his message in your life. Can we say amen to that? God is ready to do that for you. You believe that for yourself a little bit more today. See, you need to remind yourself of the truths that are in the scriptures because your mind is gonna reset in just a moment. <laughs> in just a moment, it's gonna tell you to forget this. In just a moment, it's gonna tell you for your survival, you need to be alert, stop dreaming about how much joy God can give you and start paying attention to the oncoming danger headed your way. And you're gonna to turn to that and you're gonna say, there is no safer place for me to be than in the most dangerous place it's wherever God is disrupting me to dream again because he doesn't just put me under the stars, he brings the stars to me. He reveals exactly what it is that I need, what it is that I need for my life to be filled with joy. Stop looking for that joy. It's not on your phone. Stop looking for that joy it's not in another person. Stop looking for that job that you think is gonna give you the joy. Stop looking for that fulfillment in your career that you think is the joy. Stop looking for that joy in your children. Stop looking for it in all those good places that seemingly look like they're just that, just things that you have in your life that do bring some measure of joy. But there's only one thing that can truly bring you joy. And that is the great joy of Jesus, the Savior that has been born.
God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Would you stand with me? We're going to close um, in a word of prayer and the team is going to come out, sing one last song for us. And, um, and then Johan's going to come back out and just share some announcements with us. Um, did you guys come in and get a, a, a little raffle ticket by any chance? Did everybody get one? If you didn't get one, um, go, go to the back and get one uh, because they're going to do a draw right at the end. There's a couple of gifts we want to give away. Um, why? Because we're, we're River's Edge. This is what we do. And, and, uh, and we just want to thank our Community Kitchen team today for the amazing brunch we're about to have. And so how many of us are ready to dream again? and to believe in the joy that God has for us and stop feeling unworthy. Are we done with this? Are we done with it? Be done with it, be done with it. You are worthy. Over and over again, you are worthy, you're deserving. Through Jesus, you are. And so let us embrace this truth and know that repent every day. Whenever God brings something to your mind, Repent, ask God for forgiveness, confess it, declare it. Just ask God, even in this moment, Lord, I know where I've been unworthy, but that is not keeping me away from how you have also made me worthy. See, it can be both those things. I know I'm, I, I'm, I'm not everything I need to be. I know that I fail God. Anybody else feel like that? I know where that unworthiness comes from. It comes from the truth of who I am but I also have to believe in God's truth that tells me that I'm also worthy of his joy. And, and if the shepherds, if the shepherds were worthy, hey, come on. What makes you think that you're not? This story is about how he can make all things wrong right again in our lives. And so Father, we come before you and we confess our sins. We, we declare our unworthiness. And we look to you and we say, God, thank you for disrupting us in our thinking. Thank you for disrupting us in our lives and helping us understand how you can do something new and powerful in our lives today, right now, Lord. You can give us this incredible and unmeasurable joy. Thank you that it is great and it is abundant. Thank you that you can offer it to us right now, that we can stop dreaming about the stars because you're bringing the stars to us because you're bringing the angels right to us and you're singing songs to us of, of what it is that we can move into our future with. You were able to disrupt the shepherds and tell them where to go. Lord, disrupt us and tell us where to go next. Tell us where it is that we need to be so that Jesus is found there and the joy that we need is experienced there. And we pray this in the name of the Savior that was born of the Savior that is alive, of the Savior that we have received into our lives and has filled us with immeasurable joy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only he can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life. You can also subscribe, rate, 
and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening and God bless you immensely.